Hello, just a quick note. This episode's coming a little late due to some audio issues with the file that we recorded. Um, but I think I managed to get everything together pretty well. But every once in a while you hear a little bit of jumps or bleeps or blops and whatever within the recording. Please ignore all that stuff, but uh, enjoy the rest of it. This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Alex Cook is here to chat about two movies that have nothing in common as far as I can tell, except for an association with books. Welcome! Hello! (laughs) I don't think it's fair to say they don't have anything in common. They are equally ridiculous, just in wildly different directions. Okay, yes, I definitely agree with that. Okay, so so their connection is their ridiculous level or their overall crapulence, maybe? I have no idea. They're just both so over the top, it's ridiculous. So They really are. They really yeah. are. I was actually looking forward to doing these these two movies and then I sat and watched them and I was like, why? So yeah, that's <laughs> that's my feeling towards it. <laughs> Definitely didn't forget that I had signed up on your magic spreadsheet to do these whenever that was. So when you messaged me and we're like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, are you still down? I was like, oh, oh, past me. What have you done? (laughs) I mean, this was probably in very early January when things were kind of okay with the world and everything didn't just completely fall apart so maybe your mind you're you were yeah. seeing the world in rose colored glasses and you're like this is great but now you know the apocalypse mm-hmm. is upon us so yeah, yeah yeah that was a different you back then <laughs> it sure was <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. so let me ask the uh gratuitous question which is kind of two questions how have you been, A, handling the um, the quarantine and stuff? And two, have there any been any shows or movies that you've really gotten into since we've all been uh, sequestered? Oh, um, I have been handling it as well as can be expected, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, you know, every day is a, is a new interesting challenge. Uh, <laughs> I skipped town and I've been living at my cottage, which helps a lot because it means I have like more than one chair I could potentially sit in. (laughs) 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 Not just bouncing between my chair and my bed. Uh, (laughs) um, I guess I haven't been watching that much. I went through, I really like fell down the rabbit hole and was watching a lot of like crime stuff, like, you know, unsolved mysteries and cold case files and a few like murder shows. And then at some point I was like, okay, Okay, brain. <laughs> Enough with this. <laughs> You're literally watching people get martyred while doom scrolling on Twitter. Like, <laughs> this is not what self care looks like. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been uh, um, because of that. I've been doing kind of the opposite. Like, I've been trying to find happier shows to watch because I'm like, oh yeah, I go on Twitter, I go on Instagram, I turn on the TV. Everything is death and horrible. So I'm like, let's make my entertainment a little bit lighter. Let's try that. Mm, I've been rewatching White Collar, which is about as fluffy as it's possible to get. <laughs> so, 
yeah now i'm on that track <laughs> okay okay oh that's the one with uh, matt uh boomer right matt boomer yes yeah My God, i know why he really is. <laughs> i know why you're watching it it's fine that's acceptable it's just it's just the silliest nonsense i think it pushes the same buttons that trash like riverdale does for me which mm. is just like takes me to my seal clapping happy place so <laughs> like oh you want to get sillier bring it on i love it. silly yeah my god that's kind of where i'm at i did watch one cool series on apple tv which i know sounds like an impossibility <laughs> um but they have one called truth be told which is is like it's sort of um it's based on a novel kind of it's based on a novel they would have done better to just steal the premise and leave that poor author alone for how many changes they made but (laughs) it's about like a like a true crime podcast that sort of opens up an old case and and like how it affects the family and all that kind of stuff so i I would actually recommend it it's only like 10 episodes Mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately i'm not gonna get apple tv for that it's okay even though i did want to watch the um oh my god i already forgot what it's called the one with the writer Emily Dick- the Emily Dickinson one. Oh. It has um, Haley uh, Skyfield in it. Uh, yeah, no, I... Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was the literally any ad I've seen for anything on Apple. That's the only one that I was like, huh, I would give that one a shot. <laughs> Everything I else have, like, eh, no. I have Apple TV because I bought a new iPhone <laughs> at some point in the last year. <laughs> I do not have Apple TV because I made the choice to sign up for Apple TV. <laughs> Although it was useful when I had to rent Down With Love, despite mm-hmm. owning a copy, because that copy is in a different city than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I'm glad it came in, in handy. Uh, speaking of which, because, I mean, I have the DVDs. They're in my home. And Down With Love played just fine. But Dracula was just like, nope, not going to do it. Oh. It was all very upsetting. I, so, can I talk, are we... Can I talk about my history with trying to watch Dracula and being stymied? Sure, go ahead. The first time I watched it was back in the old days when it was a VCR and a, you know, a cassette. And it was the only copy at my neighborhood video store uh, was it just didn't play properly. So I tried to watch the whole movie, but the whole time it was like skipping and lines and it was just a mess. And that was the only copy they had. And I ended up working there. And so I just like never saw the movie properly. I only ever saw it like through this like jumpy nonsense. And then when I was watching it the other day, I think I've seen chunks of it since then, but never actually like sat down and watched it. And then the other day when I was watching it on Netflix, something about expanding it to the full window on my monitor made the coloring go all funny. What? So like my first like 10 minutes worth of notes are just like, wow, I bet the set deck is amazing if I could freaking see it. And like oh Dracula kept turning green, but then it would get normal again. And I was like, is this a choice? Like it was like is this some sort of hideous light switch rave. I don't even know. Oh so my eventually God. like shrink it and then the coloring kind of resolved, although it mm-hmm. still looks like a crappy 90s movie color wise. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it's just like, why? How come every time I try to watch this movie, something terrible happens to the like, apparently? The apparently, the universe is against you with this. It was like you don't need Dracula in your life. Just, just let I it mean, go. Let it be done. The universe might not be wrong about that. There is so much about that movie I forgot, um, mm. and there's so much about that movie I still remembered. 
and but it was just not in the right places and it didn't impact as hard as I thought it was going to because of all this stuff I forgot about and I was just like oh okay this is what we're doing fine whatever so yeah that was the aesthetic uh, of it or a real ride I kept like I'd like glance down at my phone and then I'd look up and Dracula would be wearing something dumb again I was like oh man what are you doing yeah. <laughs> why why have you done that to your hair what's happening it's a whole thing man it's just I mean but that movie did win the best Oscar for costume design um that year uh and it looks I actually looked up who did it because I was like some of the costumes look very similar to stuff I've seen before. And the reason why is because I watched um, The Cell late last year. And you know, um, uh, Dracula's uh, like armor right at the beginning, I was kind of like weird and fleshy looking. It's exactly <laughs> the same as the thing that's in The Cell when they like get into the person's mind or whatever. It's exactly the same kind of like finishing and look. And I was like, that's what it is. That's why I'm like, I've seen this before. <laughs> So, huh. yeah. But yeah, it, no, the costumes were phenomenal, and some of yeah. them were like, "It's phenomenal that you managed to stuff Gary Oldman into that, and he didn't object." <laughs> um, I think based on Gary Oldman's career, he will wear just pretty much anything. He's fine. That is I mean, who is very committed to his roles, even yes, ridiculous as that one. I know. When we get to uh, Fifth Element, I have so many, so many things to say about all of the costumes, and especially Gary Oldman's costume. So I'll, I'll have to hold off on that. It's, it's got to wait. It's got to wait. It's coming. Um, but yeah, there's so much to say. Oh God. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, let's go back. Let's start with Down with Love. That uh, came out in 2003, that as far as I know, was never a very popular movie, oh. and very few people I know have ever heard of it or have ever seen it. Yeah, it didn't, um, for two such marquee stars, it did not go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually surprised, <laughs> the, like, the secondary characters, it was like David Hyde Pierce and Sarah Paulson, which was shocking to me, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, Jerry Ryan showed up in there, and I was like, what is this horrible, horrible British accent that you're doing? Um, and yeah, I was just kind of like shocked and wondering, why do I own this? This is not like, nothing about this movie fits my, oh my God, I would totally watch this, like vibe. I was very yeah. just like, I don't understand why I have this movie. I definitely really enjoyed it when it came out because I bought it. But then also, yeah, it was also kind of like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me, what were you doing here exactly? Well, that's the thing. By the end of the movie, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what's what was the actual point of the movie? What were they trying to, like, give across? Because, like, yeah, it's very clear. It's supposed to be, like, because um, it takes place in the 60s, and it's, like, the tongue-in-cheek um, gender role thing, like, where the woman's supposed to be and what the man is supposed to be and how it's switched now. So then they did all of these like jokes and uh, double entendres about it. But I'm like, your story doesn't actually separate those roles or do anything that interesting in it, except for the weird little flip at the end, but still nothing really happens. There, it, it's like inception of emotional manipulation. It's demented. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's total demented. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I guess, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I'm not sure they knew what point they were trying to make either. It's mm. sort of, 
they just yeah kept like layering on nonsense but didn't actually weren't actually pointing the same direction at the whole time yeah I mean, like, I must admit, like, there were definitely parts of the movie that made me laugh. Like, I full-on, like, had a good chuckle. Um, There was that scene where he calls her for a date, and they did the weird split screen, and it was like they were doing it, but not really. (laughs) And I I laughed way too hard at that whole thing. Like, I was just like, that is perfect. Like, if this was in a better movie, that would have just made it, you know? But yeah. then there was just so much other stuff that I was like, I don't, what are you even trying to do here? What is the point of this? <laughs> yeah, no, it's all, it's all surface and not, I, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I was like, I definitely giggled quite a bit, but also some of it, some of it was like, oh yes, this movie is making me laugh. And some of it was like, really, this is where we're going with this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing where he's pretending to be the astronaut just like cracked me up with the awful <laughs> accent and the like putting on the glasses, like yeah, <laughs> when his accent slips and he, cause he takes his glasses off and then he's like, oh no. And he has to put them back on. Like, <laughs> Well, because that's his, like, that's his Superman thing, right? It's his personality changes when it's on. He's yeah. Clark Kent with it on and Superman while it's on. It's scandalous. Yeah, no, I did. Like that, yeah, that's a cute gag. And the fact mm. that his name was Zip. What is it? Yeah. Zip Martin? Because it was, like, on the walls of the dry cleaners? Yeah. Something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you desperately want women to not have sex with you, probably Zip's a pretty good first step. <laughs> so true if i had to guess oh my god well because he's the guy who was a bully in high school and then went nowhere the rest of his life right that's who i see zip martin as just the name i guess but eh, yeah. picture. <laughs> um one thing i did really enjoy about the movie though was like the like the set decoration the costumes were oh so bright and so kitschy i was just like i love it this is amazing oh I, yeah i want i want to be in these lush spaces yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a whole set of a little set of notes of things that this movie made me want. Okay. <laughs> things that I now realize I want: an excuse to wear a stylish cape, a lovely apartment with a conversation pit, every style hairstyle in the movie, and a layover with Jerry Ryan. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> all of that is. I agree. Because even like they, I'm not a big fan of pink. I'm not a big fan of pastel oh. colors. I'm like, I want like pure colors or like jewel tones like heavy colors if i do colors in general but like they first opened the door to that apartment and there's a conversation thing and there's like pink here and a little orange there and a little lavender over there and i'm just like i need to be there why am i not there now can i move in (laughs) this needs to happen um but even when they go to hitch bachelor pad i was like god i love bachelor pads so much with us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with the bed that comes that like retracts into the wall and stuff like yeah what i'm thinking but also okay <laughs> it also made me wonder i'm like is there a bedroom in there what's going on but the only time you actually see the bedroom was like the last sequence when he gets caught yeah and uh um and it was just used as you know comic relief kind of thing that was the only time you actually see a bedroom um, yeah. But I did like the retractable bar. That was the greatest. I was a big fan. Yeah, when the coffee house scene where David Hyde Pierce is wearing the sunglasses and the bar is just opening and closing <laughs> on repeat. <Yeah. laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, we've all been uh, that kind of to one time or another. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. It, but it's a uh, necessary state of being at some point in time in your life. You just have to be there, just once, not not too often, 
but just no. a, you know, just enough for you to be like, I did that. That was me. If I was okay. at a coffee house full of people non-ironically wearing berets, I would probably also be stoned. Yeah. So it's probably the, the only way you'd be able to handle them too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm just like, I don't know, but they did bring up like a whole bunch of things like, um, well, because I mean, the whole movie is about, you know, like I said, about relationships between men and women and their roles. Battle of the sexes. Yeah. 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 And because it takes place in the 60s, it's like hyper realized because like, we see clearly now. But yeah. that scene at the beginning in the conference room when the editor goes in and they treat her like, oh you know, God. she's like a secretary or, or like somebody, even like an intern. Yeah. And she's trying to sue her pitch and she, they keep interrupting her because they want coffee. I was just like, oh my god, that is just so painful to watch. My teeth, yeah, because it still happens. Like, it does still happen, sadly. Yeah, no, I thought her character was entirely more interesting than anybody else in the movie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And not that she had a lot to do, but also like, yeah, just the way that you know she was the only female editor and like having to push so much harder than everybody else to like get half as far and like. Yeah, it was, it was obviously exaggerated because the whole movie is exaggerated, but also it wasn't really that exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surprisingly, it's not actually that mm-hmm. exaggerated. That kind of, like you said, that happens now. It's happened it, to me. It's probably happened to you. And you're just like, I need yeah. to take this. And I, you know. I think it would have felt more exaggerated when the movie came out in 2003 also, because that was, it just wasn't talked about the same way that it is now. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. Like, yeah. Would have been like, oh, haha, that's so crazy. And like a lot of people would have dismissed it just because if they hadn't had that experience, they not they might not recognize how like accurate it is despite the like absurdist comedy going on around it. Right. Yeah. Now, now that that's like a conversation that everyone's having and you know, it's just like, oh yeah, no, that's nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, well. and it's surprising, right? That nothing has changed in between the 1962 where this movie takes place in 2003 when it was made nothing yeah. had changed in 30 years and since then it's been 17 more years and we're like oh we're still there it's fine yeah like in some ways that yeah vicky i guess her name is is like a very modern character because she's actually talking about it and she's not just mm-hmm. like no i'll work harder she's like hey you like go to hell yeah this is my job like i'm better at it than you get out of my way so mm-hmm. and she was the actually the only person who was there before um, Renee Zellweger's character, like the book was like part of the, mm-hmm. the show because she was already in the editor's spot. She's the one who edited the book and got her to come out. So she was already out there doing that job. Yeah. Um, but everybody, every other female character you meet in there is living their life based on the book, like yeah. afterwards, right? So, I mean, really, I think um, she needed to write a book not the Renee Zellweger character for this crazy scheme that she had. Oh my God. I really should have written down all their names. I didn't write down their actor names. I'm horrible. Whatever. Yeah. We can can figure it out. It's fine. Yeah. We'll make it work. Yeah. The editor is Vicky. Mm -hmm. She's my favorite. She and David Hyde Pierce are quite charming together. They really are. I always forget. Like I haven't seen David Hyde Pierce for a while and I forgot how like, fun he is you know what i mean he can play the same role in 10 different things and still be a joy in all of them which is like i would argue as like difficult a skill to acquire (laughs) as being able to change more i think like he just 
I'm sure he could do other stuff too if he really put his mind to it, but also like he's just so good at that like particular charming neurotic maniac thing. Yeah. I mean he's he was essentially Niles Crane not married to Maris, obviously. Um and like he did exactly the same thing, but I'm like, I'm enjoying every minute of him. Every time he's on screen, I was like, this is great. I kind of love to I thought it was so funny because like the whole deal is that like Catcher Block is so like oblivious to anybody else's feelings or desires or whatever. Like he's just like a self-absorbed twat the mm-hmm. whole movie. But then his best friend is like so <laughs> spends so much time self-actualizing with his therapist that he just like t- like blurts out his feelings all the time. All the time. Like, how often do you have men having conversations like that in movies? Like mm-hmm. even in modern movies, <laughs> it's yeah. like. It, yeah, he was just so upfront about everything. Just like, oh, well, you know, I'm like insecure because you're like better than me in this way. So that makes me act like this. And like, it's just like, huh, that's yeah. an unusual relationship dynamic. I like it. Well, like, well, that's the thing. Like, I think in, in, in real life, as well as in film and TV, it's still considered to be, you know, unmanly to talk about your emotions or to have emotions in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do show emotions in TV and film or in art in general, it's just like, it's a shocking and pivotal moment because that never happens. So of course now it's just such this big, big thing. And you're just like sparked by something crazy that like a lot, you know, that like forces a man to actually like acknowledge having emotions. Right. Yeah. And it's always something like horrendous. It's like, Oh, you know, his, his, two-day-old baby got eaten by jaguars on on a mountain and you're just like what that's how when you have emotions yeah no it's true and it's funny because yeah because this movie is so like absurd in so many ways that they could just like completely bypass that whole thing and be like no this is just an everyday thing like yeah he's really self-conscious about a lot of stuff and his best friend is like way more successful than he is in almost every capacity so obviously he's gonna like feel that as a neurotic awkward guy yeah because he's <laughs> gonna spend his whole time trying to live up to that or to be that kind of mentality because you know he, he sees him having all the success and all the women and all and like all of the things in the world and he's just like here i am not doing that even though i own my own publishing company that he works yeah. at like it's yeah, a, he's always act way more together, but yeah. he really doesn't see that because this he's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's an interesting dynamic. <laughs> it is, it really is. The whole um, thing where he accuses him of being a closet homosexual is in love with his best friend also. <laughs> it's a good thing I was alone because I think I literally snorted when that happened. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. So we were all on this ride with you, girl. Yeah, you got there. Like, it's obvious you're gay, but I'll still marry you, too. I was just like, what? <laughs> Look, that means you'll have a fabulous, fashionable life. It, it'll be fine. Without yeah. the pressures of having to find a man still. It's yep. all good. We, we, we understood her, and we understood him completely. We're just like, this is Yeah, fine. no, they perfectly make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're both nuts, but, like, they perfectly make sense. Oh, and they make sense together yeah that's why they go together the craziness the yeah. whole bit but like but like neurotic crazy not hijinks crazy yeah you know <laughs> like i believe they have a legitimate shot whereas catcher and what's her name barbara nancy whoever yeah whoever yes they're not <laughs> i don't feel like they're gonna have a good time being married to each other yeah i feel like they're like the Sid and Nancy kind of couple where they're so extreme that it burns out really quickly and something horrendous is going to happen by the end of it. 
I, I don't even know if it's like horrendous. It's just like, it doesn't, if, if you have to, if your courtship is that fraught, <laughs> like, yeah. what's your life going to be like? Yeah. When you're settled, are you going to be able to just like have a life together? Or are you going to have to like constantly invent obstacles to scale in like myriad yeah. bizarre fashion? Cause no, they're going to, they're going to get bored of each other and they're going to, Drama. The thing that'll happen is they're going to go on a trip and he's going to be like, oh, I have an expose, but I need to have my wife with me. Let's go do this. They're going to show up and he's going to forget about her, leave her on a helicopter somewhere. And then she'll be like, now I'm stuck in Bermuda. How do I get back home? And then she has to fight sharks and pirates and whatever and gets back home. And she's like, what the hell? I love you, catcher. Like, no, that's, that's not I'm acceptable. I'm watch that movie probably. But... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't sound like a great way to live. Is that like Joe versus the volcano? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I have no idea. That's also, one of those movies that I have not seen. Well, it's actually one of the few of those movies that I like. So I did watch it. I do enjoy it more than like Sleepless in Seattle and stuff. People might think oh I'm God, crazy, God. but I love Sleepless in Seattle so much when I was younger, and then I watched it as an adult, and I was horrified. <laughs> She uses her professional credentials to stalk him across the country. It is nuts. <laughs> well, I think that's also one of the reasons why I don't like Sleepless in Seattle is because I saw it as an adult the first time. Like, yeah. it, was, it was definitely never anything I was going to watch as a, a kid, like, under, under 15. But I think I watched it when I was, like, 18 or 19 the first time. And I was oh. just like, why are people <laughs> obsessed with this? Uh, I'm so confused. No. All this um, stuff about how it's easier to get killed by a terrorist than to get married after 35 or whatever. Like, holy shit, the messages I was absorbing from that movie as a child, like, yeah. and I was watching it with my family. It's not like I went rogue and, like, snuck it in after dark. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a fun movie that, like, sometimes my dad and I would watch together around Christmas. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, now looking back, I'm like, oh, no. But that was like, um, me and my mom used to watch Flashdance all the time when I was a kid. And then finally, when I was old enough to like properly understand it, we were sitting there watching it. And I was just like, this is very inappropriate. She's <laughs> a stripper. He's taking advantage of her. What? The- New York sucks. She's falling apart. She has no support system. What's happening? You know, like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And I'm like, this is what you wanted me to watch as a child? And my mom was always like, but you just like the parts with the dancing. I'm like, the part with the dancing is a burlesque striptease. Like, what? What? (laughs) This is not appropriate. Oh, no. What can I say? It was the 80s. I got nothing. (laughs) I know. Dirty Dancing. I watched that all the time as a child. Like, it's a little better. At least she, you know, whatever. No, I'm still... People are good, but, like, it's a bit... It's a bit... yeah i'm still always creeped up by that movie because even but like whatever way you look at it baby is 15 and he's like 30 it's just inappropriate she's not 15 she's going away to university she's like 17 or 18 and he's supposed to be like 22 or 23 which no that's that's crazy but but no she's supposed no she's not she's like college age is she? Oh my god. I, yeah, she's I'm not going to try to watch that movie again because the last time I watched it, I got the impression she's 15 and he's like 30 and I was like, this is no, just... No, 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 no. No, they're like 17 and 21 or something. Like 22. Oh. They're not... It's not like, you know. 
I'm not entirely giving it a pass, but it's not as bad as all that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's really sad, too. The last time I watched the movie, I fully understood the parents. And I'm like, her father is right. That's not a good relationship for her. And she's got to go to school. What is going on? Sure, you can dance, but where is this going to go? And I was like, I'm an adult now. This is so sad. Isn't that the worst when you cross? That happened to me rewatching my so-called life, where I was Mm. like, oh, my God, I'm the age of the parents now. And like. (laughs) Obviously, I don't have children, but like, but it was like, no, I like, I get it. I get some of the stuff that's going on. Like, oh no, like, don't do that. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I still understand Angela, but at the same time, I'm like, your mother's mad for you for this reason. I understand why she's angry, and I never used to like, yeah, I used to be like, why is your mom angry? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, I fully get it now. Yeah. Also, the dynamic between the parents where her mom is always so mad because the dad is like the cool parent who doesn't actually do anything useful. And then she always has to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. which I like completely just thought she was the bad guy as a teenager. And then watching it as an adult, I'm like, man, he sucks. Yeah. Like, I need to shape up that guy. <laughs> but I seem to like, because we were talking about um, Dead Like Me uh, a few episodes ago. And we realized that in that show as well, the parents were exactly the same way. And we're like, that was a real problem in the 90s with TV shows where, like, especially if you have just like a basic, you know, nuclear family dynamic, uh, the mother was always like the hard ass and the quote unquote mean one. And the dad was the fun one. And you're just like, why does the mom have to be an asshole all the time? That's not necessary. Sometimes moms do fun things. Yeah, it's just. I mean, yeah, it just, like, constantly reinforces the idea that, like, mom is the primary parent and dad gets to, like, show up after work and have fun with the kids, whatever, and isn't, like, responsible for as much of the load as the mom. So, obviously, the mom's going to be the bad guy because she's the one who actually has to install structure and discipline. Otherwise, the family goes to hell. Hell, Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It is. It's frustrating. And it's, during COVID, it's happening all over the place, right? So Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's this whole push now where... Like, there are fathers who are out there like, no, I'm not babysitting the kids. They're my kids. I'm just I'm home with them. my children, like yeah. fathers do. <laughs> That's not babysitting. That's just being no, with my kids. No, you cannot babysit your own child. That's not how it works. <laughs> it works. Exactly. And okay. then there's the whole thing with, like, the moms. Like, they go out and people are just like, oh, my God, you left him home with the kids to babysit. They're going to have a fun night. I'm like, no, I left my responsible adult husband home with our children. I'm not sneaking away and leaving him to babysit. He is taking care of his children. Get yeah. over it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, there's... Mm. Like, I've yeah. always found that such a weird dynamic because, like, comments are always, like, you make the mom feel bad when she does something for herself, but the dad gets, you know, all the praise just because he's doing what he's supposed to do. And you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. Let's raise the bar off the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's crazy. They're like, and, this dad should get all, all of the things because he made lunch for his kids today. You're like, no, no. It's just what you're supposed to do. Thanks. That's not, yeah. That's not a goal. That's not gold star worthy, friends. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many hands are out for those gold stars for doing things like that. Yeah. No, it's true. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, every family is different, but yeah, the fact that that dynamic is like, so it's like, people don't even think about it. Right. Like it's just like gets written into stuff as what? like the default or it's like, if, if the di- family dynamic is shown differently, then it's like weird and edgy. Like that's not. Yeah. Well, cause it's like, so like ingrained, right? 
Well, yeah, and seeing it constantly in media then like makes it, it like messes with people's expectations because women just like expect that that's going to be their life. So when their partner's being a dud, they're like, okay, yeah, this is just how it goes instead of like, hey, shape up or ship out. <laughs> yeah. And now that that kind of mentality is switching, you know, everybody's just like, oh my God, these people are being so radical. You're like, no, they're, they're not. They're just being asking for basic respect and partnership. Not shouldn't be radical. <laughs> Yeah. Because you've got other stuff to unpack. (laughs) Yeah. And that goes back to the movie. Oh, my God. I'm bringing it full circle. Yeah. Because her book, Down With Love, is really about uh, equality between men and women and chores and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And all the men are angry that women are being like, no, treat me like a human being. Um, But the other part is she's just like, don't have sex. Eat chocolate. And I'm like, that just seems weird. That's not really how that works, but okay. Yeah. I love the couple from the dry cleaner. <laughs> I know it was basically just a couple of like silly gags, but it just like, uh, it's so funny. Where yeah. she like banishes him to the back to do the ironing and then it's like, ah, the ironing's on fire and has to like go fix it. <laughs> but she ends up as the receptionist at the end. Yeah, she does. So. <laughs> well, she gets, a, she gets herself a real job and in the workforce. It's all very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That that cracked me up. But this is my thing that I don't understand because the whole book, Down With Love, is about women empowerment according to it. Um, and not letting... It's not. It doesn't say not to fall in love. It says don't let love distract you based on their description at the beginning of the movie when they're, when they're talking about it. Um, and But the whole time, he's like, I'm going to make her fall in love with me um and to distract her but i'm like she's already done what she was out to do she's written her book she's made all her money she's she's doing what <laughs> she only, wants so she's allowed to fall in love she hasn't checked off the list is catching you so, so yeah that was it you fall in love it's a very cunning plan yeah so that was my whole like i'm like i don't understand what the actual you know foil was that he was planning like i don't it doesn't you know really like I said, makes sense. I don't know. No, no, there are plot holes you could drive a cement mixer through in this thing. <laughs> Not sure anybody thought about it as hard as we are right now. Yeah, <laughs> as that like, no, it's it's like a quirky romp, so we don't have to spackle over the plot holes. We'll just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> throw another funny hat in there. It'll distract everybody. Yeah, all of the we laughs will cover like, over everything. Yeah. The hat. Can we talk about the hats? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all wearing hats the whole time. Yes. I wanted every hairstyle and I wanted every dress and I want zero of the hats. They were all <laughs> across the board. Horrendous. That white turban thing. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't like that one. Seduce the man you want to marry who is notoriously slippery and you're wearing a turban? Like, woman, pull it together. Well, the whole point was to, hair, to, to hide her red hair because he knew he's going to want somebody between a blonde and a brunette. And that had to be the surprise. But it was hideous. That explanation did not make it less dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, I'm going with the film's logic right no, now, I okay? that. But also... No, <laughs> I, re- I reject it. It's ridiculous. I must admit, I did like one hat. She had this one big floppy hat. I don't know what it is with those floppy hats, but I fucking love them. I think they're great. But that was the only hat I was just like, yes. And the berets are fine. I'm okay with the beret too. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. think a, be- a beret can fit on my hair unless I do a lot of work to it to 
tame and control it. Um, but the idea of possibly wearing a hat sometime kind of excites me every once in a while. I could probably pull off a bray. I'd feel like an asshole, but I'd probably look relatively cute. Most of the other ones, though, at one point, it was like, are they wearing black Devo hats? Like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the thing. Well, they totally were. Yeah, you closh over beehive thing and it's like if you already have a beehive why do you need that that (laughs) i have no that's like there were so many questions to ask that was one of the questions i was like you know what i don't need an answer for this one i'm just gonna leave it that's fine yeah while we're on the subject of costumes can we also talk about the space strippers because that was hilarious (laughs) yes you can talk about the space strippers (laughs) i mean mostly i just want to highlight that there were space strippers (laughs) But they weren't really stripping, like, but it was obviously supposed to be, like, a strip club, but they weren't actually, I mean, they were, like, they were scantily clad, clad, but they had those, like, weird little Jetson-y hoop skirt things going, Mm -hmm. middle missing, so it was, like, kind of a concerning amount of nudity, Yeah, it was distributed wrong. (laughs) You're just like, is this right? I don't think this is right. None of it quite quite came together, but also I was, like, squeaking and laughing about it. There were space strippers. So, you know, I guess it, it what it needed to. Yes, it did. I think it did. But, you know, it goes back to the, uh, the degradation of women being simple objects to the men. Yeah. Yes. I'm a, I'm a 21st century woman, and I can see these things now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. The funny thing is, is, like, despite the fact that I have all of these complaints and you know, notes about the movie in my head. I was so distracted by actually watching the movie, I barely wrote down any notes, um, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, I didn't have very many notes for this one. I got I got lots of editorial commentary for Dracula, but for this one, it was like notes like, ooh, what the hell? Why is that a hat? And like, oh, it's <laughs> I oh, have a- dry cleaning bills must be immense. Like, it was all nonsense. I mean, one of my comments was, why are we starting with this negging? Uh, Because when he first met her um, in the dry cleaner, he was just like, oh, I don't know who you are or whatever. Um, That was essentially negging that he was doing and she fell for it. And I'm like, why is, why are they perpetuating negging as like a a good way to pick up people? Like, that's just wrong. Well, I mean, it wasn't, in a different context, it would have been, but in that one, like, I don't know that it was quite nagging in the usual fashion. It was more strategy, mm. right? Because like nobody will hook up with her because everyone everyone's like knows who she is. Men's lives have take had experienced a decrease in quality as a result of her work, so nobody wants to get near her. So I like you know, it's not like she was just somebody random and he was like trying to put her off her game. It was like, ah, she's only gonna go for me if she thinks I don't know who she is, right? Okay, now that I see it that way, that makes sense. You know, I did not like pick that, that up. I mean, that's how I took it. Like, uh, mm. I'm not saying he's not an asshole, because obviously. <laughs> such a dick for it. <laughs> what is this little slogan? Hedger Block, man's man, man about town, whatever. Like, yeah. I forgot a part of it. It's all. No, it's, 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 it's uh, a woman's, a woman's man, a man's man, and a man about town. Is that, that what yeah. it is? Yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't they know. say it like 12 times and still forgot it. It's fine. It fell out of my head. It was stupid, but yeah. well, every time they started saying it, they said the whole thing. And was there well, yeah. one scene at the table where they said it like four times back to back? I was like, "Stop saying it!" 
<laughs> I mean, it's kind of a hilarious gag, but also it's like, all right, I don't have to take this guy seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Not at all. I don't know. The cover, the phone call stuff was pretty hilarious. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, him being an obvious jerk, but like, I don't know. I, yeah. I kind of. It's the kind of like quippy thing that like felt you know sort of fit in with the style of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which I sort well, of enjoyed. I also really enjoyed like talking about like the dialogue, um, like the end sequence when they're telling each other that um, I know now, blah 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 blah, because they're one magazine is called Now and one's called oh. No, and <laughs> he's in the know and they're yeah. in the now and all this kind of stuff, and it went on for like four no, minutes. Now. Yeah, and I was just like. I wonder how many times they have to do that take just to get everything right. Because A, either I would have gotten no one now mixed up or I would have just started laughing because I'd be like, this is too great and ridiculous. So I no, Yeah. I would have blown that 400 times. (laughs) No question. (laughs) It's perfect the way they do it. But yeah, I'm sure there's some very hilarious uh, cut scenes where they're just Mm. like, (laughs) what? Yeah. I mean, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, maybe it was more entertained by this movie than I thought it was at the time. I don't know. I yeah, think it's- it, it is entertaining. And if you don't look too deeply at it, like, there's not, there's not a lot wrong with it. Like, the messages it's giving that it's not pointing out are wrong itself. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole manipulating each other into a relationship thing is, like, it's a little, a little iffy. But also, like... By the time they finally get there, they have also spent a lot of quality time together. So it's like, even though he was lying about some stuff, like they still do like, it's not this like, okay, we're getting married on the third date nonsense. Like they actually interact as human beings quite a bit before they got to that point, which I feel like a lot of those movies miss. Yeah, well, because I think by the end of they went on like 29 or 30 dates. Like they actually say how many dates they went on in the movie. Yeah, you know, it's, just like, oh my god, so it's not just over a weekend? This is amazing! I know, because that's, like, one of my ultimate pet peeves with, like, romantic comedies and romance novels and stuff. Mm. I'm like, you've known this person three months. Why are you getting engaged? Like, you've never had to deal with your future in-laws at Christmas. Get your shit together, lady. Yeah. Or they're, <laughs> like, or they're like, let's change our whole lives for each other when we've met each other half a day yeah. ago, and you're just like, no, you've been together for six hours, you had too much to drink, and you had sex. Yet you're going to fly off to Bali to live with this person? No. It doesn't seem I right. Mean, you know, Godspeed to the people who try it and have it work out. But, like, generally speaking, this is not what we want. It's good to know something about your partner before they become your partner. Exactly. You know? Especially if you're going to start taking risks and spending money and upheaving your whole life and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It's a lot. Yeah, no, I, yeah. So I did appreciate that part of it, is that they actually show them spending time. Also, I really wish somebody would fail to seduce me via a whole pile of Broadway musicals. That's an excellent way to proceed. Yes. They <laughs> kept showing the signs, and I was just like, ah, I want it. So, I'm like, why aren't I there? I Take me to see Camelot. I would have fallen into that trap very quickly. <laughs> You wouldn't even have to, like, not know who you are. You're just like, I'm going to take you to see Broadway plays. And you're just like, I'm done. I'm yours. This okay. is over. Let's, let's you know. yeah. talk, talk about the people who uproot their life in a weekend. That would be you. <laughs> As a Broadway play. Well, my trust tissues have baggage, so probably not. But maybe. <laughs> it would be an excellent opening foray, for sure. Yeah. He's like, he took me to see Hamilton. But why? 
It's fine. Oh man, can you imagine? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yes, that was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I like it. Oh. I don't know. I've changed my mind. Like I'm thinking. The like I think one of the things too about the movie is that, like I know we spoke about this a little bit, but the color palette of the movie oh. also makes it a lot easier to take. It's so, yeah, it's a bit like, it's a bit like Legally Blonde in the way that like every scene is set up to like highlight the like glowing loveliness of whoever's in the middle of it. And like, it's hard not to get drawn into that because Mm -hmm. I mean, above and beyond like the plot and all that, they're also like physically being like, hey, don't you like this person? They seem nice. Like, (laughs) isn't she great? Look at how lovely this is. Yeah, she's like, like a Barbie doll. Visually you know? draws you in, and yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a lot. Like it's beautifully shot, and the set deck is awesome, and the costumes are awesome, and mm-hmm. yeah. they do a great job with their editing too. That's one thing I actually really liked about how they. Um, I don't know why. It, what, what's it wasn't the split screen scene that made me realize that it was something else. But it was like how they edited the movie together to get like the back and forth reaction and like who's saying what, like and the timing was just perfect. Um, because there were a lot of scenes where it just pulled back and let stuff happen on the screen. There were tons of those scenes, but there was quite a few of like the quippy, I guess to get the quippiness of it, you have to do that back and forth really well. Or um, there was even that one scene with the new secretary in the front listening to their conversation and thinking, you know, <laughs> that made me laugh so much. <laughs> you know, it's stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, the whole sock thing where she's like toppled yeah. out of a chair in a faint. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, I guess we're, that's your third one this week, you know? I was like, okay, okay, I see where we're going with this. All right. It's so, so pleasing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's not that he sexually harasses his secretary. Sometimes they just can't handle his nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was what? It was eighteen inches. What else? Right. Well, no, I think it was what did her in was that there were two. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I don't think I would faint by that. I would be very worried all of a sudden about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to think my flight reflex reflex would be faster in that yeah yeah uh um well i mean i don't even like i said i didn't take that many notes i don't even have that much to say about it it was i mean like there's crazy amounts of plot holes it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't really do anything but yes it's kind of just nice to look at yeah no, it's absolutely charming. And mm-hmm. there's no way from reading the description that one would expect it to be a particularly deep movie. So there's no reason why it should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why it's so unknown because people look at the art on it. They read the description and they're just like, oh God, why would I want to look at this? But then you actually don't watch it. You're just like, huh, I see what you were trying. You failed, but I see what you were trying. Yeah. It's a fluffy romp. They were trying yeah. for a fluffy romp, and I think they landed it. Mm-hmm. Little, yeah, the philosophical part of it, it's a little. It's quite questionable. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think it's a decent movie. We yeah. seem to talk each other into liking it. <laughs> I think, I think so because yeah, 
because now that I think about it more and, you know, the fact that I didn't write that many notes, usually I don't write a lot of notes when I'm distracted by how, like, mm-hmm. by something in it that keeps me focused on it is usually what happens. Because yeah. I just sit there, I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to write a note. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one no, of those I things. Think, yeah, no, it's just, like, it's it's enjoyable to watch. And obviously, we both bought it for a reason. Yes, I, I mean, don't I know why. Neither of us paid full price for it, but. <laughs> doubt it. I, I very much doubt that. Yeah. Um, yeah. unlike, uh, Dracula, where I think I did pay full price for it, I did actively go look for this movie, and I bought it because I'm like, this is a masterpiece, and I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm gonna say it. I was wrong. That is, <laughs> that is it, you know? <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, well, cause even, like, so, like I said, the DVD wasn't <laughs> working, I found it on Netflix, and it had two stars, and I was just like, how could they give this movie two stars? Then at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So bad. Yeah. I think it's, most of it has to do with the stunt casting and the weird editing of the film. Um, I would argue that the scenery chewing and the shitty accents are the... The part that makes it, which is part of the, isn't that part of the casting? I mean, if you hired somebody besides Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves, who are two actors I actually really enjoy, but they're shit at accents, it would have elevated the movie to a certain (laughs) level that would have made it just so much better automatically. You know, I don't think I would. I don't think I was ever getting over Gary Oldman chewing this theory. I don't think. You could be anybody. You could put Daniel Day-Lewis in there, and I would still be like, oh, guys, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, honestly, I love Gary Oldman. I mean, Gary Oldman was very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my first notes was, ooh, the accent, no bueno. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. Yikes. First, okay, I think we have a, a opposite feeling about Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is the only thing in this movie I was just like, yes. I was happy he chewed all the scenery. I was happy he, like, did all the things. He was clearly very into it, you know? Yeah. He was... I understand that that's the appeal of the movie, but it was a bridge too far for me. Like, (laughs) that whole... That initial... That initial scene in the church where he, like, turns it into The Shining when he figures out the chick is... Like, just... That whole scene was just like, what are you doing? Like... Oh no, you can't bear to live without your love. Better live forever about it. Like what? Yeah. I like which made no sense. It's very None true. Zero sense. And like his accent is bad, his armor is weird. Don't mm-hmm. stab the church and why is it bleeding on you? And oh dear. Yeah. There's I mean, there's no doubt there's a lot of questions in that opening sequence. But my first note is that is an intense opening of a film. That's it. Because, I mean, it's it's super, like, it's very grand and visual and, but even, like, you know, like, the parts where he's, um, where, like, the fight sequence is happening because he's in battle and it's just red and black, you know, like, stuff like that. It's just, like, oh, that's, like, very, um, kind of, like, kabuki or, like, puppetry kind of looking, even though it was clearly, like, real people doing it. Um, and I was just like, oh, I like that kind of like intensity about it. It's very cool. And when he got back to the church, he's all just like ravenous about it. And I was just like, yes, it's fine. I'm like, but then I was like, why are you stopping at a cross? You're drinking the blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, oh, then Dracula comes up. It turned the church into the shining. It was not a good look, but they, yeah, I guess I was also having trouble with the color. So like there were parts of that fight scene that were just black. 
Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, and I don't know, like, how much of that was what was actually happening and what was my particular technical mm-hmm. travesty. Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, that whole opening sequence, it was just kind of layers of black and white and shadow. Yeah, like, um, I, think, I think I saw that right, but mm-hmm. also, like, I don't know, maybe I needed, like, to brighten up my monitor or something. Or something. I wasn't yeah. watching a real TV on a monitor, which doesn't help. <laughs> I probably should have just watched it on my laptop. It would have been clearer. Maybe. But, but I mean... I was I trying. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, my thing with, with Gary Oldman is that he has done a lot of things in his filmography. He has done good movies and bad movies, but in every movie he's been in, he has been the delightful part. And I'm like... That I've seen him in, at least. He has been the delightful oh, yeah. part, no matter yeah, how fantastic. crazy he gets. No, he's like he's a fantastic actor. I just, mm. yeah, this movie, I just, There's... I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the problem is with the biggest problem with the movie is that it's just too full of itself. Like that's it. It's Francis Ford Coppola was like, "We're gonna do something amazing. This is how amazing works," and you're just like. No. Yeah, setting out to make a masterpiece doesn't usually have the result. You want it to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as I heard Keanu Reeves talking in that office, I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, no. This is where we're going with this. Jackson is horrendous. Also, I have a very emphatic note that that is not how you say Budapest. (laughs) messed it up differently every time he said it, but he never got anywhere near the right. The right wording for it? No. You wouldn't, he didn't even say Budapest, which I would have accepted. He was like, yeah, he did something really weird to it. To Budapest or something? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I was mad about it, <laughs> it turns out, from my notes. <laughs> I don't think I say Budapest correctly, or I say it very Anglo-ish. It's Budapest, um, is how they say it. It's an E-S-H sound, right? Yeah, Budapest. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, yeah, because every time I see it, I'm just like, how do you say this? Never mind. That place over there. That's it. That's all you yeah. know. Let's no, I mean, you're right. The anglicized version is Budapest, but in mm-hmm. Hungary, I say that. Because yeah. I was there, and someone told me that. <laughs> They're like, no, this is what it said. Okay, good. That's it. Yeah. Um, I must admit, too, I for So, okay. So, you know how I said that I forgot about parts, and that which made other parts lame, and all that kind of stuff? The whole Tom Waits in the prison yelling about master master is that who that was that was yeah (laughs) oh i mean exactly right paying a lot of attention to his rambling nonsense because (laughs) well it made no sense like i understood why he was they're like oh renfield is crazy we saw that already and then they kept going back to him i'm like but why he's not adding to the story he's not doing anything and at the end of the movie, Dracula just comes and kills him for no reason, saying that he's a traitor. And they're like, how could he be a traitor? He's just in a cell <laughs> doing nothing. Like, you know. I mean, when they were trying to prepare us for, like, the depth of the mindfuck. Like, how he can, like, psychically violate people from across the ocean or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what the point of that was either. Yeah, but wouldn't we have known that, like, the first three seconds that we met him just to meet the doctor, and then that that's all we would have needed? I... An argument could be made. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, and this is this is also one of the things that made me think that there was a problem with the editing, like they tried to edit it to make it shorter or something, because there's clear elements in there that there was more to. Which one was the doctor? The um, it wasn't Quincy. It was the other guy. It was the doctor? Jack, I think. It was yeah, I think it was Jack. Uh, he was the doctor, and there seemed to be like more to his story that they cut out. You know, that would have kind of, like, filled in a bunch of gaps, sort of, in there. That also would have probably, like, filled out the story more, so it's a little less randomly choppy, you know? That's interesting, because I was very confused by that whole thing where Lucy is, like, going to marry one of these three dudes who hang out together all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, why why are you doing this? (laughs) Like, One of my notes is Lucy is a horrible person. So, um, I, I mean, she was like 18 or something. Like, she was just stupid. Oh, uh, yeah, she's 20. 19 oh, or 20. She was either 19 or 20. They said something about a birthday, and then somebody yeah. said something about 19. So, oh, like, yeah, I don't know. 19. You're right, because she makes a joke about being old at 20. Which, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I would be surprised. Oh, no, I did make a note about that. I was like, practically a hag. I was like, ugh, that's my note. Is that what uh, it was? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think I wrote it down because I was too busy being mad about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, that whole storyline is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Why are they all... Well, the thing is, I think this is one of the first, like, Van- Dracula movies that's actually closer to the book than quote-unquote myth or people take advantage of. And I can't be certain about it. Like, I own a copy of Dracula. I've tried to read it about six times. I don't get past page 30 because it's written... So you know the parts in the movie where it's, like, it's reading out that guy's diary? Oh, my God, I hate that's- it. Yeah, Those that's how. Is, if I had not committed to doing this with you, you better believe I would not have made it more than like twenty minutes into this movie. <laughs> I too have not managed uh, to make a novel, which is hilarious. True. Like I was an English major and a massive vampire maniac for like my whole teenage life, and mm-hmm. still I couldn't, I couldn't get through Dracula. Well, that's right. I'm admitting my secret shame, but anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the the book is written in diary form, and I get to page 30, and I'm like, I don't fucking care about your land issues and whoever's at home and how you forgot your stamp and the ink and the description of the mountain outside of your carriage. Fuck off. Let's yeah, just do Jonathan, this. Jonathan Harker's, like, kind of a wiener in general, so he's, like, <laughs> the central character is like, oh, have they not killed you off yet? Damn it. And you're like, oh, you live? Why are you alive? As this soon is as just... he got out of that first carriage and the local, like, gave him the crucifix, I was mm-hmm. like, buddy, get back in there. There's no hope for you. And it was like, no, no, he's just gonna wait and almost get attacked by wolves. Like... <laughs> He's the big-breasted girl running up the stairs when he should be running at the front door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I was also thinking about that myself. I'm like, well, I think probably in the 1800s, anywhere in the dark probably seemed creepy. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I hadn't thought of it quite like that. That's how I thought about it. Because yeah. I was just like, because you watch these movies and you see something like that. I'm just like, why didn't you get back in the carriage? It's fucking crazy. But I'm like, 
you're in the woods in the night. There's no, there's no such thing as street lights. There's no close neighbors. There's no people hanging out on the sidewalk. Everywhere's going to seem creepy. Jess won't take Miso out for his nighttime walk at my cottage. <laughs> she will not walk up my driveway with the yeah. porch light on and a flashlight. So, yeah. yeah. Because, A, we've seen way too many horror movies. Sure. Um, and, B, we're used to a certain level of comfort in seeing things. So Light, light pollution and close neighbors and... Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Because if you do get in trouble, you can just be like, help, and somebody's going to show up or somebody will hear you. Whereas, yes. like, even if it's down your driveway, there's a chance you might just, you know, disappear. <laughs> well, so far, so good, but... <laughs> which is good, which is I did have good. a run-in with a porcupine recently, though, that's scared, like, five years off my life. So, you know, maybe I'm the silly one in this <laughs> scenario. <laughs> the porcupine's like, what the fuck's your problem? And you're just like, ah! <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I haven't shrieked like that since the mousetrap incident of 2018. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many questions. So many questions. I don't even know if I should ask them. Like, it's like, okay. All right. We'll just leave it as the mousetrap incident of 2018. We're fine. We're fine. All good. Yeah. All right. Yes. But... Um, I don't know. The only good thing I can say about this movie is the costume design and Gary Oldman. Those are my two things. Yeah. yeah. They're amazing. I liked how they did a lot of, like, they did a lot of shadow work, which was mm. a lot of it was, like, very much, like, throwing back to Nosferatu stuff, which I really mm. appreciated. Yeah, when he gets to the castle and, you know, Gary Oldman's all old makeup with that crazy, like, butt hair. I don't know what's going on with that. Um... <laughs> And <laughs> I know literally says, I forgot about that hair. Good Christ. <laughs> but I think he does, I, I does a really good job with coming across creepy and uncomfortable and all that kind of stuff. It's all, across like, is like a creepy old queen who's hitting on the guy. So, and then. Yeah. It did a lot of good work with, yeah, him, like the looming shadow in the background. Yeah. I do love the shadow work though. Like, cause it, what is it like a two second delay between his movement and the shadow movement and all that kind of stuff, which is just fantastic. Um, mm. There's of course, you know, the classic shaving scene where he licks the blood off the blade, which is just like, it just came across so ridiculous because right two seconds before that Keanu Reeves was saying something in his quote unquote British accent. And I was just like, Oh my God, no. And then he licks it. And I was like, Oh my God, this should have been so much creepier and so much like more, like shocking or blood curdling or something and it just falls so flat because of everything that's around it you know what i mean yeah well because even like what two minutes after that you see him outside crawling up the wall and can was supposed to look like he's scared and he just kind of looked like he peed himself a little bit and he's like i'm embarrassed so don't look at me and (laughs) it was a whole thing (laughs) yeah the visuals and the costumes were great. The, like, beast makeup was not great. No. Not, no. not like, I definitely have jokes about the dog face boy in my <laughs> <laughs> notes. Like, when he crawls, uh, up the cat, when he turns into, the, like, the weird creatures, like, he just looks not right. Right, exactly. Like, it it's just seems... scary, not right, or, like, mythological beast, not right. Just, like, goofy. And yeah. Yeah. 
almost no movie has ever done werewolves well unless they just like went full like illogical twilight and used actual wolves but like mm-hmm. that sort of half-assed one like i don't care how much makeup you put on and how much fun it's just for not you. right poor bastard he's still gonna look like a poor bastard with fun fur glued to him like yeah, he did you know <laughs> um well no i kind of like the werewolves they did in the underworld series like the first movie um well maybe that more has to do with like michael sheen and his acting quality or whatever and just him being you know all hairy and stuff in general um but i kind of like that one but yeah werewolves seem to be yeah. very difficult for people to do they're awful yeah well, because his just kind of looked like it wasn't like makeup or they like it looked like they put on like a two inch rubber suit on his body that was really uncomfortable for him to move it. Yeah. Wolves are a lot of things, but graceful. Graceful's on the list. So like it's very high on the list. Yes. Yeah. No, they just look weird and awkward. And it was really, I don't know, this like chucked me straight out of whatever storyline I was clinging to. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if we're still talking about creepy stuff, the scene, I guess it's, I think it is when he kills Renfield where Dracula explodes into a pile of rats. Mm-hmm. I was seal clapping about that. Just like, oh my god, he is rats in a trench coat. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's horrendous and disgusting. That was way too many rats in one place. But like. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I have a hurricane cake. Oh. Uh. Okay, I well. mean, despite the fact that I, I wouldn't, I don't like to see animals hurt, they could have just stomped on some rats or closed the window. Like, I don't, I don't think that would have been that exciting. I mean, you get a shock like that. Yeah, you're probably just kind of like, you know, what? You might not immediately default to logic. You might scream and drop your flashlight and slam the door. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's true. That's true. I mean, I am definitely the person who will yell at screens and stuff. Be like, why are you doing that? Just do this thing. But of course, as soon as I'm surprised or as soon as something that happens to me, I'm just like flustered. I lose my shit. So I kind of get it, you know. Um, But, but, yeah. Yeah. Although, like, yeah, some of the surprises that. Jonathan Harker gets at the castle or just like, you know this is wrong. You have already told us all of the pieces that you have put together. So like, why are you still shocked? Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, Dracula says, sleep only in this room and you'll be fine. And the first thing he does is leave the room and go lie down in a bed in the basement when voices tell him, lie down. And he's like, all right, what? Yeah, I felt like the babes could have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, uh, my only note there is all the sexy she vampire business. So many words. That's my note. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty obvious from the whole movie that like the big bad is less like Dracula and more female sexuality. So they like you know yeah. fit right into that. But also it's like I don't know that didn't impress me. <laughs> no, that's a, the thing. But the thing is, you have a scene with. Monica Bellucci topless but it wasn't sexy in any way and the whole point is that they are supposed to seduce him and be sexy and you're just like how are you failing at this this woman could stand in a paper bag still against a white wall and people will melt but you have her in this actual quote-unquote seductive 
positioning and you're no. just like i'm so bored yeah it just looks like the world's most awkward like simulated threesome it's horrible yeah are there three dracky babes yeah well wait isn't there like when they get scared aren't two of them like bound together weirdly or something oh my god i wasn't paying that much attention i don't know okay i don't know <laughs> it was the whole thing i got very confused when i saw it because she like shrieks away and like one's in the bottom and one's at the top and they spider away kind of and i was like i i don't i don't understand what i'm looking at but it's done right. so the fact continue. that i was watching three sexy lady vampires trying to seduce Keanu Reeves and I couldn't be bothered to actually watch it. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a bad sign. It's mm-hmm. a really bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, that should be something that I would enjoy seeing. And instead I was just like, Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which yeah, not, not good. Well, there was even like the whole thing with like Lucy, who's like, I'm so sexy and I know what men want and I'm seducing people. And all the time I was just like, just, Shut up. Oh my god. Stop yeah. it. Your daddy's money is seducing people. Calm down. Oh, yeah, it's it's not you. And no. then at the end where he was just like, I'll give every drop of blood to save her. I was like, why? Just It was pretty hilarious though, because didn't Van Helsing call him out on that? He's like, Well, that won't be necessary. Just yet. yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Who is this foolish boy? <laughs> He's like, this is information that I will use later on. Hmm. Yeah. I completely forgot that Anthony Hopkins is in this movie. So did I. So when he showed up, I like looked up and was just like, oh, what fresh hell is this? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So in the, the opening scene where he's like fighting the cross or whatever, and he like attacks one of the priests. One of the priests looked like Anthony Hopkins, and I was just like, oh. and then I looked at the list, I was like, oh yeah, Anthony Hopkins is in this movie, and I was like, wait a second, is he just in these two seconds? And then he comes back as Van Helsing, and I'm like, does that mean there's like a relation between the two or something? Okay. I don't know. Probably. Probably. I was assuming so, because that may be why he knows all of the things about vampires, or, sorry, oh, yeah. he was a... He was a uh, about blood diseases, what he knows about, right? Right, but uh, yeah, I mean, Van Helsing doesn't traditionally have a very normal relationship with mortality either, so it's not out of the question. Yeah. So but, wait, you think he's actually that guy, or you, you still think he's maybe. a descendant? Oh, I guess he could just be a descendant. I don't know. But that Van Helsing seems very um, disconnected. Let's say from normalcy quote-unquote where i guess oh, it's yeah. the whole story yeah he's a total whack job mm-hmm. when he first meets lucy i was completely appalled because she's like lying on the bed making like awkward porn noises and her tits are out and he like shows up and is like my god she's a child and i was like could you not unbelievable creepiness of this scene please yeah. like <laughs> no. let me get this girl a scarf she's just yeah. out of can we just like cover because the other guy comes in and covers her up and he was she's yeah. just shaking her by the shoulders and you're just like can we, can yeah. we try try we already here? recognize that this is gross you didn't have to say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> i mean i guess it's supposed to illustrate that he's not like gonna be i don't know seduced by her wiles or whatever yeah but it just was just like no that's that was not the night the note i needed Blah. yeah well, even at her funeral, he shows up. They're all crying and mourning. He's like, well, we just have to, like, 
you know, stab her in the heart and chop off her head. I'm like, dude, come I on. I really love that part, actually. <laughs> They're like, this is the this is the comic relief I was looking for. It's there. It's, it's so terrible that it made me laugh. <laughs> Actually, the part that made me laugh was when they're in the crypt later and Lucy comes down with the baby and she turns around and sees him and she gasps and she just drops the kid and you hear like the, the thud of the child on the ground. And that made me laugh. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Oh, but, but yeah. That whole, that whole sequence is weird. And again, with the three suitors just like being besties and hanging out. I was yeah. like, do you just... guys even like this chick? Like, are you just... I have a I have a feeling those three were like uh what is it a, a truple or triple or thruple they call it couple is that what it is I don't know I don't know it's a three person couple and they're yeah. just like no we have to bring a woman in here so people don't get suspicious <laughs> let's all quarter together yeah well that's any <laughs> eyebrow. Yeah, that's why there was all that crying at the end for Quincy and the guy's like holding him in his arms and while as he dies, he's just like, no, I love you. And he just can't say it out loud. That's it. Yeah, it wasn't the most traditionally heterosexual seeming, (laughs) shall we say, which, you know, all power to him. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. There's just, it's just like, it's like the the vampire bit should have been the weirdest bit and it wasn't. No, I actually found the people surrounding the vampire stuff were super weird. Like, just their dynamic in general was just, like, that seems awkward and odd. Because even um, Jonathan and, um, what is it, Leela? Mina. Mina. Um, <laughs> like, even before he leaves and he's, like, telling her about it and they're out in the garden um she's all like i want to make out and he's just like this is inappropriate it's like what are you what is what is going on like what is what is happening here you're gonna get married um and they're talking to each other like it's an arranged marriage and they just met like five minutes ago like what is right i don't know really is the case because she's been waiting a while to get married and he didn't do it because reasons also how freaking creepy was their wedding oh my god yes i just yeah, like I've been to some grim weddings, but that was like next level. <laughs> like, you know, so I mean, he was about smiled. to. Yeah, they didn't look happy. He no. looked like he was about to cry and fall over. She was just like, she kept side eyeing him. Like, am I doing the right thing? I'm gonna smile so he doesn't try to murder me. And then yeah. you know. Yeah, no, it had a really strong coercion vibe, and it's like, okay, but at least this one is like human. You should marry him. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course he shows up in London all young and stuff with his uh glorious man locks. Uh <laughs> glorious, eh? <laughs> that like is- better. It was a mess with those stupid <laughs> purple sunglasses. <laughs> I was like, what is this unpleasantness? The worst part is saying? Yeah, the worst part is he had like the weird soul patch under oh, his lip. You have a note about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I completely did. I don't know where it is, though. I think it's just, yeah, something about, like, oh, yeah, that's what this movie was missing. (laughs) A soul patch, yeah. A soul patch, yeah. (laughs) Horrible. I was like, whoever decided on the makeup and hair, fired. Costume designer still deserves her award. I'm fine with all of it. 
Um, yeah, this is like a weird blast of 90s from the neck up. I'm just like, yeah. Still in a historical thing here. Mm-hmm. Like lots of lots of like thick chokers and stuff. Actually, no, that was a dis- that was that, a proper style of the turn of the century. neckline stuff does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, Lucy, I, like- I don't know. Lucy's scary, scary, scariness when she's in the coffin. Like, oh, yeah. She looked. But wasn't that her wedding dress though? Because like when yeah. they show up and she, what was that like big circle <laughs> neck thing? I don't, I don't, I don't know why she needed a ruff like that. It looked like it was like half a second for becoming a cone of shame. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the way they have her like laid out in the coffin, like she's some sort of like weird butterfly in a case or like taxidermy mm-hmm. or whatever. It was like or like weirdo people who display their wedding dresses in those like boxes with the clear windows and like I don't yeah know. It, it was very uncomfortable but even if she wasn't pale like imagine like she had her wedding in that dress it would still be super creepy if she was alive like it's just yeah not... no, that's possibly having being beheaded saved her from an egregious faux pas she could never have recovered from <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're like that was a fashion faux pas we have to put you out of your misery first okay thank you yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, you did- liked her clothes, and I like Mina's clothes, and like you know, like her stuff. Yeah, they were really lovely. But then, yeah, that was just that like was a- just. It seemed out of left field. Like it didn't it actually. Been <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem to match any of the other costume designs for the rest of the movie, especially for Lucy, who either had like was corseted in something, or had like the super drapey, blowing in the wind, wispy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, it was very odd. Yeah, and you gotta love the um, chopping of her head rolls into roast beef. And I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was, I'm really happy I'm not eating dinner right now because damn. That yeah, that was a pretty uh, that was a pretty bold scene transition. Uh, one of my other notes too was the part where um, Lucy meets meets um, Dracula on the street for the first time, and Lucy, she's Mina. oh sorry Mina sorry Mina meets him yeah. on the street for the first time, and she's like I have a husband leave me alone, and he's like sorry I won't disturb you anymore, and then she apologizes for being rude, and I'm like I know why the fuck are you apologizing? He was creepy and weird and you clearly had no interest in being around him and he kept bothering you. Why are you apologizing yeah, for this? None of that hung together at all. No. Like, why did you stop walking? Keep walking. And then it was like, let's spend the afternoon together. And that's when he like hypnotizes her or whatever. I was yeah. like, why why was that a thing? I don't I don't know. Also the random wolf? Oh, running around? Yeah. In the where, where what were they? Like in a museum or something? I don't know where they were. I was Oh, it was in the the, the, the cinemagraph. The cinema. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Um, yeah. I think my note for that just says, Oh, Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> he escaped from the zoo. Even I was just like, I wanna pet that animal. I, I know, well, I was just looking at her like, girl, first of all, you have like a wolf in your lap, which should ma- raise some questions about your judgment and the dude standing next to you. But yeah. also, take your freaking gloves off. That's a wolf that you're petting. Like, exactly. what are you doing? She also pet him like she's never pet anything before in her life. And I'm like, that's sad. That's very I mean, sad. 
I guess I'd probably be extra cautious too if it was a literal wolf, but mm-hmm. that's yeah. true. I always tell I always tell people, don't leave me in the jungle. Don't leave me in like the savanna. Don't leave me anywhere where there's fluffy animals that could kill me because I will try to pet one and I will die. That's yeah. just it. That's what's I would gonna happen. Also get eaten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like running in the woods and hearing, oh, oh, and then I'll see one. I was like, oh, puppy. And then I'll get my head bitten off. It's fine. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, maybe. it's it's not fine. I'll be dead, but well, you're not in the jungle, so you're probably fine for now. For now, for a little while. But <laughs> I just gotta keep a solid handle on the geography of wherever you're at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like don't take me on safari. If I see a lion, I'll try to go pet it. Like it's a it's a problem. I know all those videos of people that like raise cats, like petting them and stuff. Yeah, but the Tiger King thing, where the that douchebag used to like roll cubs into hotels in the little suitcases and like lure women up to his room and I was like that is completely despicable but I would be so so easily lured by a, like a small group. well yeah I'd be like I'm sorry you have a tiger where and I can just come pet it okay yeah, let, yeah, yeah. I'll be yep yeah, am this. I gonna follow the strange man of the bandana because he has a tiger cup yes sir I am yes I am done <laughs> and done no. is it happening oh yes <laughs> <laughs> uh reason number 142 how Tracy could die in a very stupid way uh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I just almost dosed my keyboard with beer. Cheers for that. You're welcome. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I once went to a yard sale, um, and this guy was there, and he's like, oh, you want to see my black snake? I was like, yes! I don't know why. He comes out with this box, opens it up. There's, a like, a beautiful... It's probably something that could have killed me. I have no idea. Tracy Fulham put her hand in the box and pet the snake, and it was like, oh, it was great seeing you. Bye! Oh, yeah, I would have done that too. <laughs> I'm a psych. I'm a psycho. Like it's, yeah. you know, instincts of self-preservation, slightly yeah. blunted. <laughs> it can happen. I'm um, like, he didn't tell me to go inside to pet the snake, so it wasn't sexual. So it was fine. Nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Oh dear. Yeah, I don't know. I bought Star Trek figurines off of him. It was fine. It's we're well, all good. She was selling those. He was probably trustworthy. Right? I think so. Perfectly fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> every, once in a, every once in a while I think about that day and I'm just like, you are so lucky you're alive. Why, like, why are you like this? Yeah. Uh, it happens. It does. Um, <laughs> just read my notes. <laughs> I, can, I can feel, like, I can, like, read myself getting more annoyed with this movie. <laughs> Uh, Van Helsing is so creepy he freaked Mina out and she's canoodling with a dang vampire (laughs) 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 also Dracula is a complete wiener you've known the chick a minute stop sobbing and hollering like a tool (laughs) it's so true Uh. Van Helsing you absolute creep uh, and uh, oh, my final thought on the movie was <laughs> Dracula looks like Jiffy Pop. What the absolute hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. Okay, yes, he does. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't know what he was supposed to be wearing, but that's what. Well, like, like the the weird like gold 
full body thing with his head just kind of sticking out the top. And you're just like, you know, he's got stab wounds, but it just looks like you're melting. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, last note is Dracula is an ugly crier. That is my last <laughs> note. I don't know. Like yeah. he's he's dying on the steps of his home, which was a church, and you know he's bleeding out and stuff, and he's just like I'm leaving the love of my life behind, or his many lifetimes behind, and all I can think of is God, you're an ugly crier. <laughs> I'm focusing on right. You were looking at his face. I was looking at his goofy ass jacket. Yeah. I think maybe the majesty of the moment was lost on both of both of us. Yeah. Well, because that whole sequence before it was just so dumb. Like, I, 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 it's, it's apparently like a carriage slash horse sequence while he, she's trying to seduce people and she always has, has magic for, like, winds and flames to appear. Also, what was with those flames in front of, like, the building and whatever that looked like the worst effects ever? Like, I don't uh, you know. I, my eyes rolled into the back of my head and I probably missed some little details <laughs> well, even when like dracula turned into mist and it was like this neon green glowiness like i'm sorry there's probably smoke effects that were easier to do than digitally doing that mm-hmm. that's all i kept thinking of. i was like oh my god what are you doing yeah yeah it's weird like the visuals in this they're either like absolutely unbelievably top-notch or like complete crap there's no like in between no right like, oh that was a little bit mediocre it's like oh no 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 <laughs> like outright well, garbage or yeah well because even when they did the the whole like the train sequence and it's clearly a model that they used to to do the train sequence which is fine but it still had that like really cool feel to it and it was like a nice clean practical effect that like got you in that spirit you know but then all of a sudden there was like fake fire and stuff and you're just like what the fuck is this i don't know yeah i don't this movie is just not for me (laughs) no no i was kind of shocked I, i forgot how like it's super choppy the acting is horrendous. Oh god! Half the effects are really bad, and you're just like, half the time I'm just like, what? What are you even doing? What is? Why is this sequence taking so long? What is even happening here? You know, like I found they spent way too much time on things that they shouldn't have spent too much time on, and stuff where they should have explained more. They just skipped over it. Like, duh. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, there was a lot of stuff that could have been cut out and then had more, like, actual storyline and less, like, faffing about. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Personally, I think they spent way too much time on the whole Lucy storyline. Oh, my God. When that finally resolved and then it was just like, oh, now we're starting the real movie? Like, uh, mm. somebody come rip my throat yeah. out. I'm done here. But then the final sequence of the movie is, like, ten minutes. And they've traveled all the way across Europe by boat and by train and yeah. back and they split up and they've done all this stuff. And you're just like, yeah. this was, like, four minutes a of the movie. Through- E and then Mina's a decoy and then magic powers and then and then I was like oh god what are you yeah. doing you're like shouldn't you have spent more time on this part than you know quote unquote sexy child dying like ugh. well yeah because like yeah there was way too much time with her like lying in bed making awkward breathing noises and not advancing the plot at all like so much at by half for sure mm-hmm. also all the stuff with being engaged in whatever, like that didn't because they never really explained, like, 
who people were or what the deal was. They just sort of like introduced them and moved on. But then we still had to see her just like flouncing about and being like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Yeah. There's this whole, the whole interaction and the two days and who she picked and, oh, I'm picking a wedding dress and I'm doing this and, ooh, now I'm in the garden. Like there was that whole part where they were like playing in the rain and um, like a garden maze yeah. for some reason. I was like, why is this necessary? This doesn't need to be here. Uh, and that was like two minutes. I'm like, you could have just took that out. Just take it out. It's fine. Um, and they even fully showed like the gypsies, um, you know, digging up dirt. You're just like, you just need one sequence of that. You don't need to show them digging it up and then taking it upstairs and then putting it in this and yeah. blah, blah, blah. You're like, you already said they're doing this to ship it somewhere. That's all we need. Also, yeah, you do one shovel full of dirt, hits the box, box is closed, up the stairs into a wagon that's already full of them. Done. Yeah, done. Five seconds. Uh, like no. three minutes on that. You're just like, oh my god. Not necessary. Yeah, no, there were a lot of bits that could have been trimmed to make things make more sense. Yeah. The whole Tom Waits thing, that's like 15 minutes that could have been taken out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the whole Lucy thing, that's like 25 minutes that could have been taken out. Yeah, it could have been trimmed down. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a very perplexing movie. It is. Like, why anyone thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, when you have, like... I mean, if you look at just the actors that are listed, the director that's listed, and the content that they're supposed to be making, on paper, that should have been, like fucking mind-blowing it should have been absolutely fantastic and it just fell apart i think it was just like it was just too big to you know make shape just kind of fell apart yeah it wasn't streamlined appropriately to make the movie flow like a movie instead of like a choppy disaster and yeah yeah bad acting worse accents is not going to help with that problem makes everyone more impatient when you take too long with stupid nonsense like yeah you're like you're focusing on the wrong things like it's just it's just crazy you know and and one of the things about the movie too is like i started doing all this random like research on the crusades and stuff because of the opening sequence of the movie and ignored part of the movie because it was so fucking boring (laughs) even I'm like, let me let me t- look at uh, you know about the massacre of different um, cultures around the world for no fucking reason. Let me look at that and see how horrible everybody was back in the day. Done. You'd rather deep dive on genocide than watch this. That's not good news. That's not a good thing, you know. And then I was actually thinking about. Um, I was actually kind of mad. I don't have it here, but. Uh, I have this giant book. It's literally just called Vampires, and it's just about like the lore of vampires through history and stuff. And like, like Dracula is based on Vlad the Impaler. I think everybody yeah. knows that. But then they they talk about like a whole bunch of like other vampires in history, and yeah. like um, you know what things came from movies, what things came from like local lore. You know how different countries have different types of quote unquote vampires. You know like. Mexican goat suckers and El Chupacabra and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, yeah one of my, one of the stories I remember the most was this, um, uh, I think it's because they made like a short film about it. And that was the first time I saw it. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this was a real person. And it was like this countess who was obsessed with youth, which is usually the, the thing oh, that makes people uh, Elizabeth Bathory? 
Is that who it is? I, I don't know. I can't remember the name because I don't have the book to look it up. I feel like I may have pronounced it wrong, but yes, I know who you mean. Yeah, and she like the town and like people just started going missing and stuff, and then they they realized she was just like draining people and bathing in their blood and then cooking the like blood into like breads and stuff and just eating it and I was just like, oh, that's just so creepy. Like, ugh, like, ugh. Hungarian countess. I I I'm saying it wrong because I don't speak Hungarian, but Bathory is how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably that one. Yeah. And then I think about something, I'm like, people are fucking crazy. But then I was listening to the podcast Lore, and they were talking about, um, what is it, uh, corpse medicine? And I was just like, what the fuck is corpse medicine? Uh, and it was like, the belief that, like, this was something that w- I had never heard of before. Um, and it starts with, like, you know when you have candles that are, like, they're held up by, like, it looks like a hand, Apparently, back in the day, it was actually a real hand, and they'd put a candle in it and wax it, um, because that was supposed to give protection to the household or whatever, and oh apparently God. getting I body... a completely horrified face for everyone following along. Yeah. Along. <laughs> I'm pretty hard to horrify, but that's... Mm. Yeah. But there was, like, a, apparently, one of the reasons why, like, executioners were so revered back in the day was oh, no. because part of their job was to collect stuff from their victims and dole it out body parts yeah and dole it out to people as medicine like they were you know people would like because apparently the best corpse magic came from the blood of criminals who you know their wrongs were righted by their death or whatever and i was yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, are you people still like, oh yeah, he'd go up there and he'd collect brain matter, and if you were rich, you'd get one of the hands and stuff, and people would like, you know, you have warts, drink their blood. It was stuff like that, and I was just like, why, am I, why am I listening to this? This is just I mean, it's unacceptable. But also, that was, that was an episode of Lore, you said? Lore, yeah. It was actually the first episode of Lore I ever listened to. Woohoo! You picked a good one. Okay. Yeah. I just pressed play, and that was the most recent episode, and I was just like, oh my god. Check it out. I used to listen to that all the time, but I haven't in a while. Well, the thing is, I, like, it's not that I thought it was bad, but everything was so dark in it that I was just like, I need to stop listening to this. This is not working, you know? Like, well, there's one episode that was called Whistle While You Work. I'm like, oh, this should be fun. Let me listen to that one. And it talks about, you know, do you understand where whistling while you work comes from? And he did like a little explanation. And then it goes into the story about people being trapped in mines underground and all of these like devastating things that happened. And, yeah. and I was just like, I can't, oh my God, no. Don't name it whistle while you work. Name it like horror in the mines or something. So I know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's not a super cheery podcast, for sure. No, but it really, like, just, like, how he puts the stories together and the content is super fascinating, but you definitely have to be prepared to, like, don't eat food, don't be, like, don't be depressed while you're listening to it, because, you know, it might put you over the edge and stuff. Just <laughs> just be prepared. you got to be well, in a mindset for it. I, I guess I like creepy stuff, so it doesn't bother me like it bothers you. I used to listen to it at work all the time, like. yeah. I also listen to like seven true crime podcasts regularly though like you know i don't do those hard to horrify me although this actual corpse hand thing 
in your house. <laughs> you just, uh. That ain't right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like stuff like that has perpetuated into our society because you can go to like bulk barn, uh, not bulk barn, but like, um, <laughs> oh my God. Pottery barn. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. Like pot, like all like home <laughs> store places. And you can get candle holders that look like hands that hold up your thing. But sure. that's where it comes from. That's where the lineage of it comes from. And you're just like, you're like, okay, so it's a dead criminal's hand holding a, a thing in, in my house. Okay, thanks. I'm good. Everything's fine. That's it's just bad. creepy. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't think that bothers me as much as it bothers you, but <laughs> I was like a massive vampire nut when I was younger. So mm-hmm. I like read Anne Rice at too formative an age and it kind of did weird <laughs> things to my teenage life. You're, you're like, <laughs> yes, yes, love it. I'm still covering goth, but, but yeah. yeah. Dracula just never spoke to me. Like other stuff oh. did, but like, I, yeah, I had the same problem as you. Like I tried to get into it. I was like, these people are complete drips and I don't care about them. About them. Exactly. You know, um, because I, I think I picked it up when I was trying to, uh, like I read a lot, but I don't really read a lot of classics. And I was like, you know what? Let me try to start with something I find interesting. And I was like, vampires, Dracula? Yeah, oh, I can do this. Horror. No, not yeah. horror. Just death it's... by a thousand boring paper cuts. Exactly. I was just like, oh my God, I can't do this. But then I read, um, uh, I'm looking at my bookshelf because it's a Michael Moore book. Um, oh, it's called You Suck was the second oh, yeah. one. But he's got, yeah, he's got two books that have, like, a vampire theme to it. But, like, all his books have sort of, like, overlapping characters in it. Sure. Um, And, uh, but, yeah, those ones were actually pretty fun, and they're pretty good. So, if you're looking for funny, weird vampire content, it's good stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Let it try. All my Anne Rice books are actually up at the cottage, which is where I am now. So maybe mm-hmm. I should give some of those a reread. <laughs> okay. See what teenage Alex was getting herself into. It's been. Oh my god, that means I have to get you back for when I do um, interview with a vampire. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I have a lot <laughs> to say about that movie. So much to say about that. Uh, movie. I, I wonder. Uh, I mean, I remember why I bought the movie. I remember loving that movie. I, I haven't seen it in so, years and years, yeah, I so I'd probably like quote chunks of it to you if I were <laughs> pressed. Like I love it, but it's bad. Oh uh, yeah, I still remember the whole Antonio Banderas thing. Was it Antonio <laughs> Banderas? Yeah, it was. It, it was Antonio Banderas, oh, right? It was Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was an interesting casting choice. For that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, please sign me up for that episode. I want to talk about Brad Pitt yelling with marbles in his mouth for two hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Tom Cruise. Oh, we could definitely do that. My mom came downstairs while I was watching that and was just like, she watched like three minutes of it and was like, oh, so this vampire is gay? And I was like, well, she's like, I don't think Tom Cruise did that. I was like, well, I'm not sure he meant to, but that's sure where it landed. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's how this feels so let's just leave it oh way. yeah no he's definitely <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he wasn't trying to that was his seductive well, you know acting i think he was trying to play it straight but 
Boy, did he not succeed. <laughs> <laughs> Which suits the material, but yeah. Oh, um, definitely. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, back to Dracula. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about every other vampire thing besides Dracula. Uh, no, that will be fine. No, I'm vetoing Twilight off the top. Oh, yeah, no. I don't talk about Twilight because I would automatically say bad things about it. Um, but technically I can't because I've never watched it. I've never read any of the books. No. So I don't officially know the concept, but I fucking refuse to. I'm like, I'm not doing I, this. I read the first chapter and it's like, okay, that was more than enough. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, already too much. Can't do it. I'm out. I, I don't know. I heard sparkly vampires and I was out and that was, that was it. That's, that's all I needed. A lot of, it's like a weird, like Mormon abstinence par- parable with like, Awkward pedophilia. It's no, just yeah. no. Hard no. So well, because if he's isn't he like a two hundred year old vampire who's in love with a seventeen year old? Like that's 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 severe like age differences. Okay. That, yeah, and I get that it's like a trope, but also can we not? Can we just can we kill that trope? Can it be over? Yeah. Can we not encourage this? I like ship Buffy and Angel either, because again. 200-year-old dudes with no game and 17-year-olds. Bad combo. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, no. <laughs> like, oh adults are emotionally stunted enough. You don't need to add vampirism and, like, literal centuries of baggage to the equation. Like, live your that, life. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, yes. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that comment because it's just so true that you're just like, just leave it. That People just need to know this. Just let it out there. Yeah, some tropes don't need to continue. Really yeah. Don't. Well, I think it's the whole, like, people are still obsessed with the daddy complex. I think that's what it is, isn't it? Actually, I said it out loud and it kind of grossed me out. I'm okay. I don't think that's what that is. No. no? I don't think that's... Mm, not really. I don't know. It's disturbing is what it is. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, gotcha. Well, thank well you. I mean, even with this movie, he's, what, 400 years old and she's 20? So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's nasty. Yeah. It's not. And it's really weird. She's like, take me away from all this death. And he's like, well, I have to kill you first. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, that's a good point. Is that how we're doing this? Sure. Uh, She's not, she doesn't quite have it together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know she, because they say she's a school teacher in it. So she, it's not like she's completely uneducated, but she comes across so dumb. Yeah, well, she doesn't have a lot of life experience, right? Like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how creepy older men groom young women. (laughs) That is very true. You know, I mean, the vampirism adds a, a fun extra element, but, <laughs> but it's a tale as old as time, <laughs> even without the supernatural shit. <laughs> oh my god, so true. <laughs> okay, should, I mean, on that note, are we done? Like, should we just leave it at that? Because I think we could just go down a rabbit hole and talk about all, like, the gross things in oh film and television about, like, men and women and stuff. I think we've spent enough time... On all of that? Outdated gender roles and disgusting behavior. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, both movies. Well, that's something else they have in common. There you go. We found something else. Yeah. Strange, strange gender and relationship. 
goals. Weirdness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for being on this episode. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, well, we already know we're getting you back for some Anne Rice fun when we hit Interview with a yeah. Vampire. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's with Interview with the Vampire, do you know? Oh, I can check that. Let's see. It's not going to be for a little while. Nice for uh, But, like, my H's and J's are very short, so we might get there a little <laughs> faster than we think. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, The Incredibles is with Interview with the Vampire. Dibs! Dibs! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Could you hear me seal clapping just there? Because I'm a complete dork. <laughs> it's <awesome. laughs> gonna be a good episode uh we are oh we are getting we're getting into it next year so we'll hit it yay so it's not too long to wait because um jamie signed up for jurassic park three years ago so it's not <laughs> until next year so it's fine that'll work that's commitment i love it it's commitment i tell you but yes again thank you so much <laughs> thank for coming you for on Thank you for allowing me to come on and be like, man, I hate the stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> but every once, every once in a while, it's just fun to get that out there. I mean, it must like, because it's my collection. There's so many movies in there where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy this aged well. I still love it, blah, blah, blah. But every once in a while, I was like, what is this garbage? <laughs> oh my God. What frame of mind was I in to think that this was good? This is <laughs> bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's good to get to yell that every once in a while. Uh, yeah, no, you win some, you lose some on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully we get to do that again someday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at oh my Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about Dude, Where's My Car? and Dumb and Dumber. Hope you'll be here to listen. It's a good combo, isn't it? Uh, It's going to be a doozy, yeah. It's going to be a doozy, yes.